Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining me again on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And as you know, we are spending the entire month of November honoring and recognizing our veterans and their families who give so much and have given so much to keep us all safe. And joining me today is Bill Kersija. And he's got a great background and he's smiling right now because I think I nailed, I nailed <laughs> yes. the last name. I got it, which is really good. I'm 0 for 3. I mean, my 3 for 0 today. I'm getting them all. <laughs> he's also the founder of a company called Professional Success South. It's a professional sales training and business consulting firm, but he didn't get there just out of the blue. He started in the army and uh, he says he learned strict discipline and the important to, de- to detail, the, the importance of strict attention to detail. So, you know, discipline in and of itself is pretty important. I don't always uh, do well with that. But he spent eight years there, not only moving up the ranks to sergeant, but he learned leadership, the importance of clear, effective communication, and how important that is in training and leading, which as you guys all know, is my whole key. If we don't communicate, we're never getting anywhere. So when he transitioned out of the military, based on what he was doing, he thought he'd enter the automotive industry. But, you know, he did that. But you know what? He also moved up and up and up from salesperson through finance into sales manager, finally into general sales manager and general manager positions. And now he gets to share his passion for training um, with people and organizations every day. So first of all, Bill, thank you for joining me today. And thank you for your service. Well, thank you so much for having me. And uh, honestly, it was the greatest pleasure of my life. And I probably would have stayed in forever. But, you know, it just didn't work out that way. So, yeah. And that, you know, I, there's a lot of people I have, I, uh, my uncle, when I'm, well, I have many fam family members, not my immediate family, but well, I guess they are my immediate, my uncle, my cousins, I don't know who's immediate anyway, but spent <laughs> their entire, you know, career. My uncle especially was in the Navy. We never knew what he did. He worked at, you know, the, uh, the submarine bases. So, you oh, know, nice. and I was like, uncle Mike, what do you do? He's like, don't ask. I can't tell you. So <laughs> I love he, that statement. He, he loved, you know, he loved the military, he loved being a part of, you know, of what we do in, in the United States, especially to, you know, not only keep us safe, but really to advance. I mean, there's so many technological advancements, so many different things that come out of the military. And I know he's very passionate about it. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. There's, it's, there's so much to it more than just serving your country and protecting your country. There's so much innovation and technology, medical technology, 
is one of the, the leading ways, battlefield surgery. It's something you don't want to go through, but it's something that really changes the scope of the world and how doctors treat people. Oh, that is so true. And I think that's a really great point. There's so many things that we don't know about. But so you made this successful transition. You, you, know, you transitioned into civilian career, and then you went up the ranks and decided to become an entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about you, yourself, your business, and how do you help uh, people to shock their potential by what you do? Um, great. Thanks. So, uh, you know, started in the military and I, I loved the life. I loved the discipline, the structure of it. Uh, it really, you're told what to do, how to do and when to do it at all times. But it also and it sounds interesting, but you're also given the room to be an individual as well. Right. And and I learned how to speak up, how to create my own voice and my own style and grew in through into leadership within the military. And then, you know, my wife and I, we, we met later on in my military career and we started having a family and, and that's when it gets a challenge. It's really challenging for military and military families as far as uh, the costs, right? Uh, children can be expensive, college, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And we knew we wanted to have a, a sizable family. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, the military wasn't the avenue to go at that point. We were right at a transition. If I re-enlisted again, it would have put me over 10 years and then it would have definitely been a life um, choice, but mm -hmm. we took the other way and, and transitioned out. I went right into retail sales, automotive, like you said, and the, the most interesting thing to me was how structured and disciplined life was and then how chaotic and reactive life became. Uh -huh. And it took me a minute to settle in to get my own bearing because you know, it's, it's very easy to follow the wave, right? So if the environment is chaotic, it's easy to become chaotic in that environment as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I settled myself and just went back to those, those disciplines that I did learn in the military. You had mentioned the paying attention to details. So once you focus on those little things, it, it became easier to calm the chaos around me. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, I went and grew successfully in the automotive industry because I created my own process. I followed it. I stuck with it and it worked and it still works to this day. So as I went through that process and I worked at multiple stores all across the country, I, I found that I love doing that part of it, but I, I really enjoyed the training and helping the people that were coming into this world and, and the mm -hmm. world was spinning and helping them find their path. And that's what led me into my current company, which is the Professional Success South. So many things I was taking notes while you were talking. I love how you said going from order and discipline to chaos and reactive and uh, reaction. And I think you're absolutely right that, that a lot of times, especially in sales environments, things are just so chaotic and so reactive that people often just move, move, move. And by the time, you know, uh, they've gotten to the next thing, they've forgotten about whatever was chaotic before anyway. So yeah, like they don't care. It's done. That was so five minutes ago. And, you know, one of the things that uh, with my, my buddy, um, Rob Lugie from DAV that we, all, we talk about often with people transitioning into civilian careers is that some of the things that you learned and experienced in the military, like discipline, attention to detail, 
doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it, AKA being on time for things. Um, Those are skills. Those are such competitive advantage features for someone from a military background that I think that sometimes people don't realize how, how much that would mean to me as a hiring manager for somebody to say, well, let me tell you a couple things. Number one, I am always on time and on time means I'm early. And you know, you give me a project, it's my mission. I'm going to finish it and I'm not going to be distracted because I'm going to do it, but I might come back and ask you exactly how you want it to be done. And I'd go, you're hired. I don't even need to ask (laughs) another question. If you're going to give me that kind of discipline in my chaos, I want you right now. And I'm really pleased that you you share that because I think it really is important for people to know um, what value that you do bring, but that you probably would get stressed out in in certain such situations as well. Oh, absolutely. And that that was the deciding part, right? So it was chaotic. And I kind of started feeling myself go that direction. And then I changed. I, I, I did my, my left turn and went back to what got me there. And you brought up a, a really good point about the on-time thing. I struggled with the automotive industry, especially when I made it to manager, that people would show up 15 minutes late and they would be bringing their breakfast or they would show up and order their breakfast. And I'm like, what are you doing? Don't you, you know, you eat before you come to work, you come to work to work. And, you know, so it was... It was really, really an interesting lifestyle change for me. Now, years later, because, you know, this is 18, 20 years ago when I first started in the auto business. Now, it, there is a lot of discipline, a lot more discipline. Still not, that, not the military way, but it's, it had to become more disciplined and with a, pro, a purpose and an objective because that's our world now, right? I mean, we're still very chaotic. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot more paying attention to detail. There's a lot more talk about process and discipline and structure and, you know, just lifestyles uh, be- between dieting and exercise and so on and so forth. But I want to uh, bring up that point that you did about hiring. I'm a strong believer in anyone can be taught how to sell a vehicle, how to sell anything, how to do the job that we're looking to hire them for. But those skills that you talk about, being on time, asking, asking questions, that's, mm-hmm. that's so important. Communication, one of the major pillars in communication is clarity. And asking for that clarity, uh, we don't do that. We're not taught to do that, really. And as employees, they don't necessarily go to the manager or whoever put them on that mission and ask them. So... Mm-hmm you need to have that, you need to create that culture in order for the mission to get accomplished and, and really hit that objective that you're looking for. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a skill set that not everybody has, no. you know, and, and if you have not been in a structured environment, I, you know, I, I struggle with it at, at times because uh, I'll, I'll have people say, Oh, that's just the millennials then that they, they don't do that. I'm like, no. no. No, it really isn't. No. In fact, I've seen millennials that are a lot more timely than you baby boomers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and don't talk about my Gen Xs. You know, we are what we are. <laughs> but it is, it is important. So, um, so tell me, what do you think that, you know, for anyone listening, and my listeners are, uh, you know, wide array of people in terms of uh, probably have a lot with military background as well. But there's a lot that I don't think have any and may not have ever been exposed to it. What do you think that everybody should know about, you know, the life you lead or the life 
that you led when you were in the military, things that would be important for us to recognize and appreciate? It's the challenge of it. So, you know, a lot of times, and it's not just a challenge of the service member, it's the challenge of the spouse, of the family, the children, what the children go through. Uh, you know, mommy or daddy might might be there today and then be gone for six months or plus. Mm -hmm. And really dealing with that separation going from a two-parent household to a single-parent household back to a two-parent household. And, you know, you really have to learn empathy is definitely mm -hmm. a key word that, that we hear a lot about now, but from both sides. So mm -hmm. whether it's the husband or wife that's the service member, when they come back, they have to understand that now they're, they're, they just can't step in as the parent, right? Right. It has to be, there was a single um, parent at that point in time. And then you have to kind of integrate slowly and be patient. So patience is definitely an, another trait that, that you learn how to, to deal with and how to really hone that, that skill. But I think that's a lot of what in the civilian side of the house don't recognize that there's a lot more than just the fear of war, right? There's right. or loss. There's a lot more that goes into the day to day and, and how the families integrate and deal with things. I think there's gotta be a lot of times where, you know, the spouse that's at home with the kids, especially in that situation, you know, when they're dealing with the difficult days and they've had the They've had to go sit through the parent teacher conferences and they've had to, you know, sit in line at the, you know, drop off, you know, when we could drop our kids off at school. Right. Um, and, uh, and, you know, there's probably a lot of moments where you're like, where are you? Yeah. And I could also see that when you come home, you know, you look at your spouse and you're like, that's oh, so good to see you. You know, so like first 30 minutes, it's like hugging and kissing and like touching and I want to see you. And then an hour later, it's like, could you pick your underwear up off the floor? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> What are you doing? I, right. <laughs> and I can see that what it, that had would have to be a transition every single time. It's not like you just deal with it once back and forth about how those roles change and what, what you're dealing with that will change as the kids grow. For instance, you're going to have yeah. different things that are trigger factors. Absolutely. Sometimes you wish the other person was there. And sometimes when they're there, you wish, you know what, it was easier a month ago because yeah. they listened to everything I said. You know, yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely an emotional roller coaster, and there's a lot going on, and really having a conversation about it. So, if you do, if you are not in the military, but you know people that are, you know, make sure that you can be there for that person, just to listen sometimes, because yeah. it's nice to be able to to you know download all that that energy and what you're dealing with with someone that's just there to be there for you. That's a really good point. So you, you come home and you have that happy time. And then you say, I, I got to go have a beer with my friend. I just need to have a little time, give you a little time, give me a little time and, uh, and, and find some things where you're not trying to download on each other all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, I mean, it's kind of funny that my next question is the things we've already talked about is which is challenge, but, you know, from actually making the transition from military life to civilian life only, you know, what, what's the most challenging or what was the most challenging or what still is the most challenging for you? I mean, you've been out for a long time, but there's still got to be some challenges there. Well, it's, it's still the, the speak and listen part of it, right? So 
you know, when you're going, when you're in the military and someone hat someone speaks, a leadership leadership role takes their position, you listen. You may not always agree, but you listen to what what is being said. And now one of the things in the military compared to when I was in there, because I still have close ties to military. I live in San Diego, we're a, a very heavy military surrounded area. Uh, my wife has worked for the government ever since we separated. So separated from the military. She's, <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful with separated, right? Exactly. So we, we separated from the military side. She's worked for the government since. Um, so we still have that, that lifestyle in a sense. Mm -hmm. So, but in the civilian side of the house, people speak over each other. They don't respect leadership or management positions, but then the management and the leadership doesn't respect their position either. So it's a give and a take. And that's one of the, the challenges that I deal with still to this day is that, you know, respect the position. You may not necessarily respect the person in the position, but that position, you know, deserves a level of respect and you, you have to listen to them and, you know, apply, but also speak up if you disagree with it, you know, take them to the side, do something like that, you know, so that's been the, the, the major hiccup, if I would say hiccup, as far as a challenge, not in the military compared to being in the military. That's a great reminder for us all right now, you know, because we're, I know we talk about everybody being very polarized and I think we are. Um, uh, what I find is that sometimes I won't enter in, or engage in conversations with friends, for instance, or, you know, uh, or colleagues or whatever, because I, I don't want to get into it, whatever yeah. it is. Absolutely. So I will avoid some things because I just don't want to have anything that turns into a knockdown drag out about anything, um, which may be kind of ridiculous. But, you know, you said you listen, even if you don't agree, and you, but you talked about it being part of respect and discipline. And you're right. The discipline is when somebody's speaking, then you're actually quiet until they're done speaking. And you can process it anyway. You can disagree. You can have a conversation, but you're not interrupting to yell your your belief over someone's your someone else's. You're trying to actually have a conversation. Wow. Which is why I, I enjoy the focus of communication so much. Because, it seems so weird. <laughs> yes, right? It's just fundamental, you know, to success. So yeah, it really should be. And that's something that we can all take from this is remember that the act of listening really is discipline in of our, ourselves. It's holding us back from an emotional response, not being so reactive, but instead being thoughtful or thought provoking. And uh, I like that very much. Yeah. So while you were in the military, what was the most important lesson that you learned that helped you to shock your own potential? Oh, Wow. It was, you know, what I could do, what, 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 how do I word that? How, how anything is possible, right? So a big part of the military, especially the basic training part of it mm -hmm. is, is putting people through a, a system, a program that strips them down of whatever bad habits, so on and so forth, really break them down, but then build them back up again and have them do things that they never physically, mentally, emotionally thought they could possibly do. And, you know, I don't, 
I challenge anyone to show me someone that cannot do something, right? So when somebody says, I can't do that. Yes, you can. You're just telling yourself you can. Mm -hmm. But through a series of exercises or whatever it is, eventually you'll be able to accomplish that or do that. And that was the, the major thing that I seen. And, and I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm not over the hill either, but I still do not look at anything as if I could never do that. Age doesn't matter. You know, I just started doing triathlons two years ago and people were like, what are you crazy? You're too old yes. to do tri No, I'm not. <laughs> I can, <laughs> but yes, I am a little crazy, but no. <laughs> But it, it, it's true, though, right? We're we're told so so much about limitations and know what you can do and understand what you can do. Well, what if what we can do is anything? Yeah. And what if we put that belief in ourselves and then build on that? So that was the major takeaway that I learned in the military. I went from a place where I, I was very limited and was shy and I didn't really talk up or speak or communicate well. And I never thought of myself as, as a leadership. And then I went in the military and I was like, whoa, here we go. And that's oh. what, what that did. You know, it, as you were talking, um, I was thinking about how sometimes when, you know, you see, of course, I just see it, you know, on the movies where you see people broken down, you know, during right. basic training and you're like, oh my God, that could be my baby. I want to wrap my arms around him. Don't let that happen. Right. And sometimes, you know, for those of us on the outside, that seems really brutal. Like, yeah. You're just totally destroying somebody, but you put it really in a way I had never thought about before, you know, where, yes, you're breaking down, but you're breaking it down to not just break you. It's not to break you. Right. It's to break all those pieces off of you that said, I can't, or I'm not good enough, or I'm just going to be quiet or whatever. You're breaking off the pieces of your shell that limit you. Absolutely. Wow. I never yeah. thought of it that way. <laughs> Wow. That's, that's going to stick with me for a while. I'm not Good. going to basic training though. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, so with all the things that you've learned, um, I always ask people to kind of reflect. And if you could go back at any point in time and talk to the younger Bill at any point in time, tell him anything that would have either shocked his potential farther or faster or kept him on the exact same path. What time would you go back? When, do, when would you go back and what would you tell him? Uh, I would, I would tell them to stick more, remember the discipline. Okay. Remember, remember where you're at and what got you here. And no matter how chaotic or cloudy it gets, because when I first transitioned, it was, it wasn't simple. You know, I, I did, I did kind of gather it pretty quickly and move up quickly, but then I fell backwards again. And that was because I, I, you know, fell off the, the discipline wagon at, yeah. of really what got me here. And I still, I still talk about you, you bringing that question up, but I still do that with people because even a, a new client or a new business or anything, our company takes the approach of, we talk about what got you where you're at. Because anyone that you speak to is at a level of success, right? There, everyone's somewhere. Yep. Everybody wants to improve, but everybody's somewhere. And let's yep. talk about where you're at and what got you here because it yep. worked. <laughs> and then let's, let's refocus and tweak the areas that, that the struggle's at. And that's how we build five to 10% growth at a time and not try to shoot for the moon, 
right away. You, increments, little details, right. the attention to details part. But yes, I would definitely tell myself to remember sooner than later. Not that it, it was too late, but it was just, there were a lot of growing pains in there that I could have avoided, right? <laughs> well, and I think that discipline is one of those things we have to keep reminding ourselves. You have to be disciplined to have discipline. And you yes. know, I'm just getting back in it again, like running three days a week and doing my pull-ups and push-ups and just on a physical discipline that I let slide for a couple months. And, and you know, no matter where we are in our lives, you know, so I, I do meditation. So there's my yoga dog in the back, you know, doing the things that I know keep me at my top game. And yet no matter how much, how good I feel and how productive I am when I do those things, I still slide off. And then I'm like, well, come on, you know, Sherlock, that's what I always call myself when I'm mad at myself. Come on, Sherlock, like put it back together. Let's but go. you're right. We'll fall and we'll slip. And then we got to remind ourselves and kick ourselves in the butt again. <laughs> Absolutely. So Bill, I also know you have, um, you have a podcast yourself, correct? Yes. Yes. So talk us before we, uh, you know, get near the end, let's make sure that people know how to reach you or, you know, what else you're doing so that they can look you up and, and uh, stay connected with you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I do have a podcast. I have a co-host, uh, her name's Gina Fay. She's a licensed marriage family therapist. And it started a couple of years ago, honestly, because uh, I was going through some things and she helped me through it. And I said, you know what? Uh, what if we recorded this? What if we shared this? And she was like, we would record, you know, you, that's kind of, you know, crazy in a sense, right? Uh, but, but I feel that what I felt was I was alone, that I was the only one dealing with it. And then you find out that you're not. So, mm -hmm. so we created this podcast for people to share those experiences, what they've gone through, so that other people can know they're not alone. And we kind of discuss different ways and avenues, and we interview people or we discuss things together. And then, you know, to find me, I'm on professionalsuccesssouth.com, on all the different social media platforms. Uh, I'm always willing to discuss, talk. It's pretty much, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. There isn't anything I, I hide. And if we as a company will work with you and as an individual or as a company, then, you know, that will happen. But first we have to talk because it has to be a good fit for both of us. Absolutely. Wonderful. It has been so great to learn from you and hear your stories. Before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Um, just, just remember what got you where you're at. Be, you know, pat yourself on the back. You deserve it because life isn't easy. It isn't extremely difficult all the time either, but just give yourself credit because I don't think we do that enough. I love it. Bill, thank you so much for being a guest today. It has been an absolute pleasure to get to know you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.